Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Christiane Silvera. I'm the host of Creative Living. And today I have here a really good friend. And uh, I have so excited to have his name is Jake Dettinger. And uh, how are you? Welcome, Jake. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. So uh, we are going to be talking a, a lot about real estate. That's how I, I met Jake. And uh, um, I just want you to kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Let us know how you got into real estate. And, uh, you know, just tell a little bit, a little bit about, about your story. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, my name is Jake Dettinger. I'm from Utah. And I got into real estate a year ago. Um, so it, my story started uh, several years ago, my wife and I. Uh, for our anniversary, we went to Hawaii. We stayed in short-term rental, and we we decided we wanted to get one. We wanted to own one someday, and um, we started talking about it. And, and really, it was just talk. So for years, it was just kind of like just this idea we do out in the future. And then a little over a year ago, um, I came across a book called "The Power of Starting Stump Something Stupid." Mm. Um, interesting title, so it just caught me. Um, I, it was actually a book on tape. So I listened to it. I was driving to work and kind of the gist of the book is, um, there, there's a story in there of this guy, the author's brother-in-law who passed away. Like he was 23 years old. He just passed away in his sleep, no health issues, nothing, just all of a sudden. Mm. And his name was Gavin. And, um, so they, him and his wife actually had a child, later on and they named him Gavin after his brother-in-law well the child passed away after 75 days of, of birth and with again no health issues and so anyways you know the the moral of the story is he, he came to the conclusion that you don't know how long you're going to live you don't know you know what your future holds so don't put off tomorrow what you can do today um so, you know, a lot of us, we, we talk about, okay, when I retire, I'll, I'll do this. Or um, when I get enough money, then I'll start buying real estate. When when my kids leave the house, then I'll, I'll do X, Y, and Z, right? So we always have that excuse to put something off down in the future. And, and that's kind of what my wife and I were doing. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll do this when we get enough money. We'll, we'll start investing in real estate. And really this book just kind of opened our eyes. It's like, don't wait, start, you know, we want to live our dreams. So we don't know when, when we retire, we might not have the health that we yeah. want to want to have anymore to, you know, to do what we want to do. So let's get started today. So we, we did. Um, so last August we started um, YouTubing. I started YouTubing on short-term rentals and trying to learn information and I came across a mentorship called BNB Inner Circle. We joined that. It was a six-month mentorship where I really learned about how to get a short-term rental up and going, how to pick a market, um, how to set up your listing, photography, everything, right? They teach you everything and then how to manage it. So last winter, like December, we started looking for properties and we ended up in Georgia, in the northern Georgia mountains, and we ended up buying two cabins uh, that we converted to short-term rentals 
and we got those up and running this spring. And, and during that time, I was YouTubing, researching and so forth. I came across Pace, Pace Morbine in the sub two group. And I decided after I uh, finished the mentorship and get those properties up and running, I, I was going to join Pace's mentorship so that I can learn. Yeah, how to I yeah, I want to hear about a little bit, you know, more about the, the short term, and and I want to really get into basis more, base more be, and you know, mentorship all, all together. But I want to ask one question. So a year ago in August, when you read the book, where were you? Were you guys working W twos? Do you guys yes. have small business? What for your situation? Until you said like, wow, this is. What did you think? Like, let's do real estate full-time or you in a situation of doing full-time or you just like let's start investing and then transition how how was it for you guys so yeah i have a w2 job um i'm a licensed cpa and i, I work yeah. higher education um i currently still work um as a director of finance at, at a college in utah and yeah the goal the ultimate goal is to be able to walk away from that w2 job here in a few years um, once I've been able to build a portfolio with enough passive income to, to make that make sense. So yeah, right now I'm trying to balance between still doing a W2 job and then uh, finding a couple hours each day to work on building portfolio. Yes. So, so you, you guys start out with short term, bought two cabins here in Georgia. It's doing well, right? From, from, from our conversation, how has it been for you guys managing, you know, remotely, uh, you know, and, and I want to see for you, cause you said you paid for the mentorship for the short term. How was it? Did it help you a lot? Cause I always tell people like if it, somebody have been to where I am and I don't have to start, you know, from the beginning starting up and I can pay, more in 10x i'm gonna do that all day long you know providing you have the finances so how how was it for you did, did it help you to kind of 10x your you know what you, you you had in your mind your plans as far as uh, getting the mentorship and the help yeah for sure um i i'm a firm believer in in education and and you know the value that you get and learning from other people who have already experienced things right so even with a mentorship, you're still going to make mistakes. You're, there's still a learning curve, right? But can you move and start further along along that and, and learn from mistakes that other people have already made and, and get experience? Yeah, there's still things that, you know, I look back on. Yeah, we made a mistake here and there. We could have done this a little bit better. But by joining that mentorship and using their expertise and experience, I, I do feel like we were able to be successful on our first, you know, launch of, of a short-term rental, we, we were profitable. Um, and within the first three months, we, we were able to gain super host status and uh, really things that we wouldn't have known about and, and would have had to have learned along the way. And it would have definitely taken a lot longer to learn those, those yeah. processes through trial and error on our part versus, Hey, this guy's already got experience and he's, he's helping us, um, you know, bypass some of that yeah. learning. No, that's good. I, I, and I always say like, you know, cause I never pay, I've been doing real estate for about 15 years, buy and hold, have a small business. So everything invests in real, real estate and I really like it. But when I start having, you know, the, the change in my mind and say, let me pay for a mentorship. 
great perform mastermind. It changes, but if it's if you don't take action, it doesn't matter, right? Like you yeah, can yeah. read books, you can go YouTube. That's a great things there too. And I think the next level for me was to join mastermind. But if you don't take action, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter you reading a lot about it, learning, but not executing. So that's what I tell people. Like if you feel like you really, really, really want to do it, join. It's worth the money. So, you know, same as buying a book. If you really okay. want to do something, learn from it, it's worth paying, buying a book, getting get YouTube or listening to some podcast. There's a lot of great, you know, things for free. But once you get to that level, you got to be able to see like, okay, I'm, I am ready to, to, to move on and take actions. So, so for you guys, before, the, before August of last year, did you guys have any investments as far as real estate or you guys were pretty much like, new and uh and it's so nice that you know you have your wife support because i think the 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 the, most of the times it's the husband that wants to do things like in my case was my husband that wanted to join things and want to get to go to meetups and i'm like i was so like no i don't want to do it i want to do it and i finally you know like wow and then i see it but it's so nice to see when both both of you guys or both of us were working the same, you know, the same goal. It's a lot easier and a lot, you know, because it's hard sometimes. I'm sure you guys were faced like, wow, you know, how it's going to do it. And it's nice to have both of you to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. If you get a little bit anxious, the other person help you out. So, so that's great. And yeah, it, you know, definitely. It's been great to have the support of my wife. You know, she's been on board. Um, the other thing, as, as you're, you're speaking there, it just brought to mind the other benefit of joining a mentorship or a group like that is the taking action part. Um, because you have somebody there that you feel accountable to and they're checking in on you and they're, you know, giving you assignments and following up versus if you're doing it yourself, you just read a book or watch YouTube. Yeah, you can motivate yourself to take action, but you might be like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow or do it next week. Right. Um, But if you're given a timeline and a deadline from somebody else and they're holding you accountable, you're more likely to take action and quicker and and see results a lot quicker. So again, another benefit of joining a group like that. Nice. Yes. And and then, so, so you start, you guys start out with short term and then you guys, uh, you 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 saw, uh, you found Pace Pace Morby. How how did it happen? Tell me uh, how how you how you got started. Yeah, so you know those first two properties we purchased conventionally with conventional financing, and you know you quickly can see um, you're going to run out of the ability to expand your portfolio really quickly. Number one, you're only limited on the number amount of loans you can you can get. And two, you got to put a lot of cash and capital into it. Um, and, and the third part on that is your debt to income ratio, right? You're, you're limited by your income and, and how much debt you can acquire. Yeah. So quickly, I saw, you know, I'm not going to be able to expand the portfolio really quick. And like I mentioned, I started seeing stuff from Pace on being able to acquire properties subject to seller finance, you know, creatively where you're not having to go to the bank. And you're not having to bring a lot of cash to the table. So I was like, oh, yes, that I, I need to find out more about this. I need to learn this because in order to expand my portfolio quicker and, and get to the goals that I want to want to achieve, um, I'm going to need to to use yeah. a different strategy. So we joined sub two in April 
Um, okay. So I've been in about six months and it has been fantastic. I mean, the content is great. You know, I love everything that's out there. There's more than enough content um, and, you know, the value in that content. But even the biggest, um, probably the biggest value to me has been just the network and the community of sub two students that you're able to reach out and pull from the experience of somebody else who's already gone through that type of transaction. You can be like, oh, hey, how'd you do this? How'd you structure this transaction, right? And you can partner in JV with people and, and use each other to um, accelerate your business so much faster than if you just try and do it alone. So for me, the biggest piece has been the network the community and the network of people within sub two. So, so pays more, he, he has a mentorship. I would say mentorship. He doesn't like to call it that way, but it's a community yeah. uh, and it's called sub two where uh, he teaches about doing creative financing deals. And, you know, like uh, I'm, I am a member too. I love it. I love the community. Like you said, it's the network that you get. You get partners inside the group. You get funding inside the group. It's unbelievable. And it's just like, it's so great that uh, we learn a lot about real estate, but there's, you know, like, and then there's business now that he's teaching us how to acquire business. It's amazing the possibilities of, you know, the community and the, the, the mentorship. So, so it's, it's been good for you guys. Where, what are you doing now? Where are you investing? How's your portfolio going? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've shifted from short-term rentals. And our my biggest focus right now is Section 8 housing. Okay. Um, Very interested in Section 8. Because all that I hear, especially, you know, like being an investor for a while, and I am a landlord, and, you know, sometimes you hear things, like what how has it been and i know a lot of people have been talking more about uh, section eight explain to me what it, what that is or for for our audi- audience too and why did you decided to go with that format you know, with yeah that so i kind of came across it by accident because i it was another student and sub two that we connected with and he you know told me he has been doing section eight for a few years and when I didn't connect Section 8 with government housing, um, but once he said that, I was like, uh, you know, I, I thought government housing, you know, wasn't wasn't that great. You're not going to have great tenants. They're going to destroy your property, so forth. All that, all those myths that you hear out there, right? Yes. Oh, yes. And um, then I just started researching it more and more, finding out more about it and um, finding out more from him and and his experience and and actually there's a lot more stability in section eight and better tenants than than normal or traditional long-term rent rentals um and, and the reason for that is your the tenants have to qualify they have to get a voucher you know from the how their local housing authority okay and you know they earn they get those vouchers for several different reasons one can be like medical um they're they're Disabilities. Yeah, disabilities, so forth, right? Um, Another one could just be based on income um, and so forth. So, you know, there's, there's, they have to apply. And if they qualify based on certain um, qualifications, then they get what's called a voucher. Well, typically you have, 
you're on a long waiting list. And in some markets, people get on a waiting list that are like 10 to 12 years long. Other, other markets shorter, like three to five years, but you're on a waiting list to get a voucher. And once you get this voucher, mm. um, if you violate any of the rules of the landlord, if you don't pay your share of the housing, whatever, if, if you break any of the rules, you lose your voucher and then you don't get it again. And in most cases, you know, a tenant might pay 30% of their rent for the month and, and then the government pays the other Oh, I was going to ask you that. Yes. So they have some, some of the vouchers, they, they come up, they need to, to put some money down to be able yeah. to. Okay. So, and it just depends. Each individual is different. So some, one might get 20%, one might get 30. Some, some even get a hundred percent paid by the government. Right. Wow. So it just depends on the individual and their um, circumstances. But once you get that voucher, you don't want to lose it because I mean, the government's paying 70, 80, 90% of your rent. Right. If you lose it, you now got to pay hundred percent. So you don't want to lose it. Right. You want to stay on it. Um, and it's also difficult to find there's, there's, um, high demand and low supply of section eight really? uh, landlords. So once you get into a property, you want to stay. Okay. And so you want to stay, you want to take care of the property because if you don't, you're going to get kicked out. You're going to lose your voucher. So anyways, for the most part, Section 8 tenants um, do take pretty good care of your property. They stick around for a long time. So there's like low vacancy or almost 0% vacancy on your property. And you're getting guaranteed rent. You know, the government is guaranteeing 70, 80%. So like during COVID, where a lot of landlords... Um, you know, their tenants were required to pay rent. Well, guess what? Section eight housing was still paying rent. So you were still collecting rent while regular long-term renters were not. Okay. So for those reasons, um, I, I'm really intrigued into section eight. And, and also I, I have a mission or a goal that I want to give back and I want to provide, um, affordable housing, you know, to those in need. So this mm -hmm. is, this is a great way to provide affordable housing to those that are in need. And, you know, I can, it has a little philanthropic side to it as well, where you can get back to, to the community. And as far as the screening, you know, how do you, do, do you, do you screen the tenants? Is it the same way that you do with a, you know, with a paying a hundred percent, you know, the tenants that are paying or do you, or yeah, and actually, you get a deposit or there's no such a thing? Yeah. So we, we actually, we have like, 13 step process that we go through. Oh, okay. Um, obviously you, you contact their prior landlords. That's one of them. Mm -hmm. You pull background checks, you do credit reports. Now, now a lot of these, their credit might not be that great, but you can see whether or not um, they filed for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. um, you, you contact their prior landlords and see whether or not they're staying their stability, how well they're taking care of those properties. Um, one of the, the, biggest ones that that we do is you actually go visit their current place you just show up um and take a look how are, how are they taking care of their property look inside real quick is it trashed uh, <laughs> really like you walk on the door and say hey i'm jake you know i'm just going through my screening i just want to say hi is that yep. how you approach approach the yep. tenant so they, they or they know you coming no uh, usually it's, it's surprise because okay. you don't, you want to see yeah. it as it is, right? Not give them a chance to be like, 
yeah, we're showing up tomorrow and then they hurry and clean everything up. Right. <laughs> so you, you want to see it as it is, you know, do they have dogs and they're destroying the place? Do you know, is it, are they hoarding inside the house? Whatever it is. Right. Right. Yeah. You'll be able to see that really quick and be like, eh, no, not these guys. Um, and the other thing is with section eight, you have a lot of demand, like I said, in low supply. So there's a lot of tenants. And so you have a lot of options when it comes. Um, so you can hand pick and I mean, you can easily pick, you know, ones that are going to be better tenants. Yes. Um, so, so for that reason, that's, that's why I'm in section eight right now. And, uh, there's good returns. We're in Akron, Ohio, um, where we're buying properties between 75 to hundred thousand wow. that are turnkey really, um, so maybe, how do you find the, the, the finance the, how do you do you finance the house are you buying sub two or or sell it financing uh, not right now I, I would like to get to that point and, and build a network with um, you know wholesalers or, or uh, other sub two students in, in that area that could sell me those properties subject to but right now we are using DSCR loans okay and um, we actually have a, an experienced investor agent in that area who is finding the properties for us. But the cash that we're bringing to the table is, is like 20%, so like $20,000 to go into a property. So again, really minimal. Nice. And our cash on cash return is 28% right now oh. on average on, the, on those properties. And DSCR, you know, just so people who don't know about the loan, uh, can you explain a little bit it's how how you know it's they check your credit score but everything is qualifying on a property right mm -hmm. if you can just tell what the scr is yeah so dscr um they base it i mean they do, they do look at your credit score and then they kind of base the rate based off your credit score and, and how much down payment you need to bring to the table mm -hmm. Um, but then after that, it's based off the projected rental income of the property itself. So as long as the projected rental income is going to cover the amount of the loan and and uh, maintenance expenses, then um, then they'll loan like up to eighty percent, or uh, typically it's up to eighty percent, or between seventy to eighty. But you know we're we're trying to get them around eighty percent, so we're bringing less cash to the table. Nice, nice. That's great. And, and you guys start buying Ohio. Is that is that what you guys are focusing on now or what what are your markets? Yeah, uh, Ohio right now, Akron, Ohio. And again, the reason is just the properties um, that we're able to buy turnkey ready properties yeah. for under 100 grand. And wow. the rent on those is like 1370 a month that the the Section 8 um, wow. rate that they will pay. So, you know, our mortgage or our loan on there was going to be like $500 a month. And we, and after maintenance and property management and stuff, we're netting about 700 to $750 property. Wow. That's amazing. And then the tenant pay for utilities, everything, right? Mm -hmm. All, even though they're section eight, everything's the same, just the government, you know, you guys get the voucher from the government. That's great. And this uh, this one that you guys bought is your first one, Ohio. It's a five unit, five unit. That, whoa. 
Well, so actually we got three, three units, two are duplexes and one's a, a single family. Um, okay. So five doors total that, okay. that we're um, under contract on right now. Buying. That's awesome. Great numbers. I love it. Love it. Love it. So now, so uh, Jake, so we can close a little bit, like just if you have any books that you recommend or uh, any podcast that's something that, you know, really help you through the, you know, for the, the a year and a half in real estate, just let us know. Yeah. Uh, one, one podcast I've really enjoyed um, is Can't He? He does a podcast on affordable housing. And mm -hmm. I really have learned a lot. Um, he, he does talk a lot about Section 8 housing in there and then some other ways to provide affordable housing. And, you know, I like his his mission kind of aligns with mine. And we're, we're trying to improve the community and provide better opportunities uh, for those in need help them get them on their feet so that they can improve their lives. So really have enjoyed that. And then the details that he goes into, you know, with his guests on how they're doing section eight or how they're doing other affordable housing projects is, is pretty incredible. Wow. Uh, as far as books that really this past year that have stood out to me, um, I just finished reading the one thing, um, that's a great book because, uh, you, you know, and talk about just focusing your priorities. Sometimes we can try and stretch ourselves with too many goals and too many projects that we're working on. And when you're focused on so many things, you, you don't be, really become that successful, right? You might become balanced, but um, you're not really successful. Whereas opposed to if you have, you know, one or two major priorities or things that you're focused on, then you you're more likely to become successful and end up a lot quicker. Yeah, I remember I read that book, and for me it was I was my daily to do list was so all over, and I really learned to prioritize the things that are very important that gonna get me from A to B. So that's what I I do, uh, you know, to this day. I love that book, and I I I I, I like it so much that I think I. Everyone should read it like every six months because we kind of forget after, after a while. Because yes. right? there's a lot of shiny object objects, yes. right? There's a short term, it's, it's middle term, and it's 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 multifamily. There's so many stuff out there because real estate is that great. It, it, if it is something that if you do a couple of things, you can do a lot. So focus on one at a time, get very good at it, and then you can add something else, right? Yep. Um, another book that I really enjoyed was The Go-Giver. Um, you know, and this book just talks about adding value, adding value to other people. And as you add more value to other people, it just comes back. And, you know, and that's not the reason you're doing it, but it just is the natural consequence of helping other people. And really that ties into Pace's philosophy within the sub two group is, you know, you reach out and you help other people you partner up with somebody, you have something to add to them, they have something to add to you, and you guys are going to go a lot further than if you just try and do it all yourself. So uh, for me, that I really love that book. So it's been great. It's so true. So Jake, tell us where can we find you? Do you have a website or Instagram? What is the best way if people have any questions? Uh, how he, they can find you? So right there, 
If you scan that QR code right there, actually. So, so um, you, you get the phone and you scan. Yep. Like that. Okay, nice. So that, that'll take you to my link tree and it has my Facebook. So I'm just Jake Dettinger on Facebook, Instagram, Jake uh, underscore Dettinger, I believe. Um, I'm on YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel there. Um, started a podcast as well. Um, and the, my buy box is there. So if you you know, in the areas that I'm working in, if, if you want to partner, out there. partners, get yeah, that love it, so. yeah. or if people have any questions, you, you know, especially about section eight, I'm sure a lot of people, it's something that I've been hearing a lot, which is great. You know, it's giving back too. So, but uh, Jake, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here talking to you and learn a lot of new things. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure, and I enjoyed being here. All right, we talk later then. Hey, thank you. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>